Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Chateau Saint-Michel here in Woodenville. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, with co-host Fancy Frenchwood, uh, living the fancy life. Actually, I don't think she's going to make it. Um, I just got a text from her. Um, I do have my guest speakers with me here tonight, and everyone's going to be laughing at me. I love this. Um, Martin of Vinisus. I have our winemaker for um, assistant. Assistant winemaker David for Chateau Saint Michel. I have Ryan with Paps, one of our sponsors, in here with us, as well as Kim with Socially or not Socially, but um, Uniquely Savvy. Uniquely Savvy, yes. And Brett, who is also with Vinisus. So it's going to be a, a tad bit confusing because the structure of the show changed last minute. But I think everybody will bear with me, and we'll get through it. We'll make it work. Yes. Mike's on, everybody. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by um, Chateau Saint-Michel. On our show, we're going to be interviewing the our winemaker here and also the director of guest services who's going to be telling us about some of the concerts that are coming up, um, what to expect and um, what makes them so fun to attend. It's a very unique area here. Um, Kim Crumpler of Uniquely Savvy is going to be talking to us um, about what she does and what makes it so different. And um, we also are going to be introducing Diana's Delights, which are these amazing little confections. So it's going to be a lot of fun things to talk about and eat and sample. And um, if you're in the area, you do want to stop by because we're going to be tasting wine live, too. (laughs) So I am going to actually turn this over to David. We're going to be doing our first on-air tasting. And if you don't mind telling us a little bit about what it is we're going to be sampling and then um, telling us a little bit about Chateau. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be starting with the 2010 Columbia Valley Dry Riesling. You know, we do a number of different Rieslings here at Chateau Saint-Michel, and uh, this is one of our, our drier versions. Uh, you know, the story behind this wine, we tend to source the fruit from slightly warmer vineyards. Uh, because the wine has less residual sugar, we want uh, wine that also has slightly lower acidity, and we're able to get that uh, in slightly warmer climate vineyards. So what we're looking for out of this wine is just very bright fruit, lots of peaches and sort of a mandarin character. Uh, I find this wine has a lot of sort of floral characters and white flowers in the nose. And, uh, you know, just a, just a great summer wine, great with uh, spicy Asian food or seafood, something like that. And uh, just, just very bright and flavorful. I like it because typically white wines, for me to enjoy them, they usually have to have a sweeter back taste to them. I'm not, I haven't gotten accustomed to the buttery or oaky, but this one, it's it's dry on the back, so it's just elegant. It is. It has a real elegance to it. The, the acidity sort of lets it uh, be very streamlined on your palate. And uh, it's got so much fruit character that it actually tastes a little bit sweeter than I think uh, the, you know, it doesn't have much sugar in it, but it tastes sweet just from the fruit perception. Yeah. What do you guys think? I like it. It's uh, I'm not usually too into Rieslings. I, I, I tend to like the drier, more uh, you know, the Chardonnays and and soft blancs. But I really like this one. I think it's a really, like you said, really crisp and not too sweet. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great great one. Right, perfect time for it too. Yeah, that's the trick with Riesling is to make a really balanced wine and, and balance those sugars and acid notes. And uh, it's something we're always sort of searching for. <laughs> Yummy. 
Well, thank you for that first wine tasting. And tell us a little bit about, I mean, everybody has heard about Chateau Saint-Michel. It's kind of, when I was growing up, it was like the only winery that I knew about. And, you know, if you were going to go wine tasting, I think my husband and I came here 15 or so years ago and we did the tour because it was like the only real place to go. Um, And now you have all these other boutique wines that have, you know, it's been fabulous to watch them come up, but you guys are just so much a part of the culture, you know, and and what has been here, what, you guys have so many things going on, what's going on now, and and with the wines particularly, have you seen a big change in how they're produced and and how they flavor? I think, uh, I think the winemaking philosophy has been been pretty consistent over the years, Um, you know, I mean, Chateau Saint-Michel, we're one of the, yeah, basically the founding winery in Washington, and, uh, you know, from the get-go, I think this company... Although we've grown over the years, it, what has made Chateau Saint-Michel so much different than a lot of the other wine companies, um, especially in the United States, is, is just this real focus on quality. Uh, quality comes first. I mean, as a winemaker, um, and I've, I've worked at several other, other wineries in, in many other regions in the world, but one of the reasons I work here is that as winemakers, you're, sort of, you're not handcuffed by the bottom line. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's all about quality. It's all about making the best wine, and uh, we start there. And, and that's a really unique philosophy, and I think that's one of the reasons that Chateau Saint-Michel has really excelled, and our wines have, have garnered such great response throughout the world. And, uh, you know, we just, Riesling is sort of our foundation. It's where we've we built our brand, and uh, like I said, we do about seven different Rieslings of, of varying style, and it's one of the great things about the, about the grape variety is that it is so versatile. Um, but also great Chardonnays and Merlots, which we'll, we'll taste with Merlot later. I know, I'm excited. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of different things that we get to play with as winemakers, and it, it makes it very enjoyable to work here. With you guys being so established, doesn't that mean you get a chance to maybe experiment a little bit more? And, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about, you have your staple wines and your, uh, you know, all your mainstays and everything like that, so that gives you the more option to kind of experiment and try something else new, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's a lot of benefits to being a, a small winery. You get to really focus on, you know, a small amount of fruit and, and a few wines, but there's a lot of benefits to being a larger winery. And just like you're saying, we, boy, as a winemaker, I get to play with a lots, lots of different winemaking uh, toys, you know, different barrel styles, different <laughs> yeast choices. We get a, a wide variety of, of grapes from a wide variety of vineyards. And, and we can just have as much fun as we want. And then the other great thing about working here is we have a fantastic wine club. And uh, we sort of use them as a mini test market, you could say. So we, we like to bottle funky wines like Cinso and Mavedra and Grenache and, you know, give our wine club members something unique to try. But also we can kind of, you know, bounce ideas off of them and see what sticks. And then if it does stick, and actually the dry Riesling is a perfect example that started off as a wine club wine and it was so well received that now it's, you know, available in, in most markets. So Well, and I can't get over the price either. And the price is fantastic. I mean, $9 I was like looking at this going, is $9, do they leave a two out? Do they leave a three out? <laughs> well, it's wonderful. Thank you very much. You. Um, we're going to move on to the next part where I get to introduce um, Kim Crumpler of Uniquely Savvy. She is one of our guest speakers today, and we're really excited to have you tell us uh, about you know what it is that you do and kind of who you are and um, your approach to styling. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, LB. So again, my name is Kim Crumpler, and I'm the owner of Uniquely Savvy, and I'm a personal style and branding coach and personal shopper. And uh, we've been in business here for, we're in our 11th year, and absolutely 
passionate. Yeah, yeah. Eleven years. That's that's longevity. That's longevity. (laughs) That's before what not to wear was on the scene, right? (laughs) I like that. And all of that. So you know. Um, But anyway, you know, I'm just. Go ahead. Did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> well, I wanted to look at you, but you're a little bit distracting, so. <laughs> she was looking at me, don't worry. I know, it's the, it's the hot bowling shirt. It is it? the bowling shirt and the thick hair, I'm just saying. <laughs> he does he does do Elvis impersonations. Is that right? Yes, he does. Can you do I've, something I've now? I've married people as Elvis. <laughs> Oh. We digress. Yes, we do digress. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm just trying to stay focused. I'm socially versatile. <laughs> Socially savvy. Yes, in its own way. But yeah, what's fun about that is we actually do work with both men and women of all different um, lifestyles and professions and age groups. And uh, really, what's a little bit or a lot different, I should say, about Uniquely Savvy is that we're really passionate about helping people connect into the core of their essence, be it, you know, be it a man or a woman. Who are you really at the core? What's your personality and your passions? as well as your your personal um, skills, your talents, your abilities, your lifestyle, and really working on a comprehensive, holistic level uh-huh. to connect who you are on the inside and dressing you to align on the outside. So, so in other words, people, you, you find a way to make people comfortable in their own clothes, basically. Yeah, in their own skin, and it's beyond yeah. comfortable. It really is. Most people are thinking, okay, we're just going to do style. But what happens is when you literally are stepping into your colorful or your creative visionary or your feminine or your um, you know, unique sense of uh, textures, when you step into that, guys, you're really owning more of who you are, um, if that's true to you, and you just... You're operating out of your core strengths. You're confident. Um, That's awesome. You're not worried about what you're wearing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. And, well, because you're comfortable. You're right. If you, I, one of the yeah. things that I've worked with friends and, and I have a very quirky kind of style, so I look at my body type and all that. And it took me a lot of years to finally get to a point where I can be comfortable in clothes. Yeah. And I'm one of those strange people. I'm an emotional dresser. So when I go sure. somewhere, I bring like 40 outfits because for four days because I don't know what mood I'm going to be in. <laughs> Right. Most women do. I think I'm putting myself on the spot, but I think I kind of do that too. (laughs) Wow, I love that. It is excellent because let's say expresses himself. You never, yeah, well, you, a, know, you never know. Self-expressed male. You never know what's going to happen. So yeah. maybe I'm going out to a nice dinner. Maybe I'm going out to a bar. Maybe I'm going to go do this. So I bring a couple extra pairs of shirts and shorts, and it's a one-day trip. There you go. It's perfect. <laughs> and what I'd say about that is, for sure, always ask yourself. What what are you doing? Where's your what is your task? Where are you going? You know, what's the language of the the environment? How do you want people to see you and read you? And then bring options so that you're you know, you're not stuck in a pinch. I bring a lot of options. And a credit card. <laughs> and a credit card. <laughs> So um, I understand you have uh, a couple of fun things you wanted to talk about. We're looking at this fabulous book sitting in front of you here. And so tell me a little bit about what's that all about? How's that tying in with what you have going on? Well, thanks. It's tying in um, beautifully because this book is called The Incredible Life, and it's actually a a co-authored book from 20 experts from around the nation. And um, really, it's the top experts revealing how to create your incredible life. My piece as Uniquely Savvy is really writing about the chapters called From Fear to Freedom. Uh The bottom line is that's the place uh, from which I operate uh, Uniquely Savvy's philosophy is you're only going to be as beautiful and stylistic and confident on the outside as you are on the inside. 
Yeah, that's true. It, it just is. You really have to true. get settled in your own skin. You can you can think you can fake it for a little bit, but you know you know. Yeah. You know, and so I'm all about getting really connected and really free on the inside. And um, so anyway, my chapter is called From Fear to Freedom, and really we're talking about freedom to be your authentic self and mm-hmm. give permission to be their authentic selves and, of course, address accordingly, not being right. a slave to the trends, right? <laughs> I've never been trend. Well, yeah. I, yeah, right, right? Time. As I'm looking at you. Well, I have a, <laughs> when you say that, it's funny because you say a slave to trends. I remember when Vans came out, and I Vans. remember thinking they were the most hideous thing <laughs> on the it. planet, and everybody owned a pair, and everybody was like, you need to own a pair. And I was like, no, I don't like them. I think they're ugly. And I remember getting so much flack for that. But at the same time, it's like I didn't feel comfortable in them, so I wasn't going to wear them. I didn't care how popular they were. Yeah. I was a rebel. You were a rebel. <laughs> but we like that. And and so, yeah, that's a, a lot of a lot of what we're talking about here is um, from fear to freedom is giving yourself permission, you know, like to, to make your own choices. A couple of other points in there, uh, freedom to um, forgive. Mm-hmm. It's just true. I mean, yeah. whether it's body issue forgiveness whether it's forgiving, you know, professionally. Uh, if you're stuck in bitterness, I'm telling you what, guys, it's going to show on the outside. I don't care how amazing you're dressed, right? Well, everything, yeah, it, those, everything kind of ciphers off from your persona. Yeah, so yeah. You can't really escape who you are. Right. And then the last point in there is um, freedom to love and be loved, which is profound. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that a, and that's a journey good. itself. So <laughs> thanks for asking about uh, the incredible life again. Um, honored to have co-authored that book. That's fabulous. So I understand you've got a fundraiser, and, and about 65 to 75% of the events that we talk about are, are benefit or charity-based. So um, you had a fundraiser that was coming up that you were going to tell us a little bit about, too. Right. I'm really excited about that. And it's actually a business development course versus a, a fundraiser. Oh, okay. Right. It's called uh, Get Your Business on Course. And Jen Mueller of Talk Sporty to Me is... Uh, really the mastermind behind behind the project. And really what she is hoping to do is attract uh, professional women, uh, executives, um, mainly the audience is women, and really giving them the awareness of how they can use golf to increase their bottom line. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, right? Because so many women, we say, oh, no, to golf tournaments or to volunteering or to even playing, but so much business. As you guys know, right? Happens They're shaking the their heads. It yeah. happens on the golf course. Well, I like the sounds of it already. Women yeah, in golf. I'm in. <laughs> Women in golf. Cute yeah. little skirts, a nice backswing. Nothing yeah. hotter than a woman that golfs. Really? Ooh. <laughs> Ew. I like this. I like this. Um, so she's going to have a few different people I'd just like to share. One, she's going to be talking about um, the communication piece. Lori Richardson of Scoremore Sales uh-huh. uh, will be talking about just how to do that. And, of course, Myself of Uniquely Savvy will be talking about bringing your professional and personal brand uh, from the office to the golf course and how oh, to nice. do that stylistically as well. Ooh, I like it. I like it too. So that, by the way, is July 27th, and it's at the Harbor Club Bellevue. Okay. Well, link it. Um, send me them in a message on Facebook, and then we'll get it out to all of our listeners so they can check it out. Fantastic. Thanks. Fabulous. Well, thank you for being here with us and pulling us into all this fun stuff. If um, they're looking for a stylist out there, where would they go to find you? They would find me at uniquelysavvy.com, of course, our Facebook fan page, and or LinkedIn. Fabulous. Yes, thank you. Thanks for being a part of our show. Today's Socially Savvy News is brought to you by Galazzo. I hope I said that right. Energy drinks. Yes. 
Okay. They're brand new. They're very yummy. Do they have sugar-free? I've only (laughs) seen one can so far, so we will check into that and report back on that. Interesting facts for today. Um, Did you know that self-parking is free at the Bravern? Simply flash your beautiful smile at the concierge or merchant, and they'll validate your ticket. So you can go in and go window shopping or actual shopping. It doesn't matter. Go have coffee with a friend. There's no purchase necessary. Um, If you happen to have a license plate from Barrier Motors, you can valet park for free. I thought, you know what? People need to know about that. I like that. Um, Bellevue begins their free live at lunch series. This um, They actually started last week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. It runs from noon to 1 p.m. So if you're in the Bellevue area and you're looking for something to do on your lunch break that is fun, it's free. They have um, different artists coming in at different buildings. On the 12th, they've got at the um, Expedia building, Woodrush is going to be in, and they have an alternative American style. On the 13th, they're going to be at Bellevue Place with um, Larry Moranti, I believe. He is an acoustic song craft and then on the 14th is at the Bellevue Galleria and it's called All Mixed Up and it hits from the 80s and beyond. Um, I was looking at their website which is uh, on Facebook as well. We've linked it and they have a lot of diverse different kinds of um, music coming in for these free um, lunch concerts. So if you're in the area, check them out. They're a lot of fun. Um, One of our listeners on Facebook posted something today and I wanted to bring it up because I thought it fit really nicely. Isabella Steffens um, posted, before you talk, listen. Before you react, think. Before you criticize, wait. Before you pray, forgive. Before you quit, try. I thought, how very socially savvy. I think I have that posted up above my door every time I leave. Look at that. (laughs) I've put my foot in my mouth way too many times in the past. Well, and it's funny because when I was looking at these, I think most of us approach each one of those Backwards, I think when we go to um, pray, we pray first and then we forgive last instead of flipping them around. Um, we usually think after we react, so we're backpedaling, trying to fix them. My, my biggest something. one, I think, is I talk before I listen. Yeah, I have that issue sometimes, <laughs> too. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was really interesting and food for thought. I thought it would be a great little add-in, and I noticed it, it fit right in nicely with what Kim had, had said with the forgive. Right. So I've got to ask, so you have affirmations above your door. Guys, you need to see this guy. He's got this big, dark head of hair. He dresses well. He packs well. I know. <laughs> Who is this guy? Are you, are you single? <laughs> He's yeah. very single. Oh, gosh, girls. You need to get down to the winery fast. <laughs> okay. What it is to be socially savvy brought to you by Sweet Talk Wipes. Just like our hands, our cell phones need to be regularly cleaned and detoxified. Order yours today at SweetTalkWipes.com. Um, What it is to be socially savvy, our question today for us to ponder is, is it socially savvy to try to make people feel better about bad decisions they make? Are we enabling them? We don't need to be cruel, but to be kind, don't we just give them excuses and to allow them to continue to be on the wrong track? And I invite everybody to kind of comment on this because I feel like in this whole social, was it um, politically correct, we're not allowed to have anything that is going to create controversy. And of course, you know, publicly it is unsavvy to to start a fight, but when people bring up things and they're wrong or they're saying things and they're going the wrong direction, do you just sit back and let them hurt themselves? Or I think it depends a lot on who your audience is, whether you know them or not, because um, that could work in a lot of different ways. Like, 
even as far as, you know, I have friends that are trying to, do, you know, lose some weight and stuff like that to where they're my best guy friends. If I go up to them and say, oh, you're doing a great job and give them a pat on the back, they're going to look at me and laugh and probably punch me in that way. Well, so, and that's, no, that's what I, I'm saying. I Enable, I, I mean, if you, if you say that, are you enabling them? To me, I, mean, I think there's a nice way of, of saying, you know, oh, you know, I've been running and, and – I've been so good. Maybe I'll just have that second, you know, glass of wine, or I've, I'll just have that second dessert, or whatever. It's like, yeah. Do you just enable them by letting them do it? Are you, are you the kind friend? Do we start to step up and go? You know, you were really excited about what it was you wanted to do. You know, you have a goal in mind. Let's try to keep focused on that. And so many people have made that such a no-no, and I think really needs to be turned around and corrected. Well, you could do it the right way and say instead of saying, "Hey, instead of a piece of cake, I got these great veggie straws snacks for you," or something. There you that, go. You yeah. Know. Something that's actually good for you that, that uh, hey, those are filthy. Are good. Everybody's looking at <laughs> me like, I do not even I, want I've to comment on this. Good, I've learned a lot of good food things because I'm a di- new diabetic, so. I think if you, I think if you've got, if you've got goals to set, I think you, if you, if you really want to hit those goals, I think you got to have account- accountability and giving yourself, giving yourself permission to have friends to call you on your sloughing off times and you know if you if you're if you're tough enough man enough woman enough to say okay cool i can take the i can take the feedback to say yeah i get it i'm i'm i need to go and stop eating those doritos or having the extra bottle of wine or glass of wine or whatever the case. bottle <laughs> i like that extra whatever bottle case, of wine you know you, you know living in freedom you know having an extra <laughs> bottle of wine depending on whatever case just have have accountability and have the friends that can be around you to say yeah you're screwing up let's let's stand up to the game yeah I just it's funny because you know in in creating and preparing the show we've um kind of touched base on a lot of things that people have been apprehensive about saying anything about because we've we've been the last you know 10 15 years you know we don't do VIP because little Johnny might feel bad about himself cuz he didn't get a VIP well maybe little Johnny should have worked a little harder <laughs> you know we don't necessarily have to say it that way but I just don't think that we need to penalize people for their lack of accountability or lack of success and make them feel good about that I mean, I don't. I agree. Kim's looking at me. She's she's got something. <laughs> well, I was just going to share. I like what you were saying about accountability. One thing that I learned only in the recent couple of years is, you know, not people. Some people will set goals, but they won't really be serious about them. And so, what I learned is two things. Number one, I can't want it more than they do. It's called desire, and I just learned that the hard way. I cannot desire their outcome more than they do. And rather than just saying, hey, well, you said X, Y, and Z, you know, I like to take the permission-based route to say, hey, you know, are you open to feedback? Would you like feedback? Because then right at that moment, they get to say, you know, no, I really don't. Done. Great. I don't need to care more than you, and we can talk about something else that connects us, right? Yeah. So anyway, I found that to be very powerful, permission-based, and not desiring it more than someone else does. Okay, so you're a lot more savvy about it than I am because usually I will tell my friends when they when we get down to the root of things, I'm like, you know, I am your friend. I will always be honest with you. I will ask you up front, do you want the truth or do you want the sunshine where it does not belong? <laughs> well, you just asked for permission. Do you yeah, want the that's truth? What I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I will tell people, right. I understand sometimes we need a little sunshine where it doesn't belong. Yeah. And I'm totally cool with that. But if you are really honest and we're really good friends, I'll look at them and go, you know, I'll tell you the truth. And you're not always going to like it. And I expect you to do the same thing. I just feel like you, you get somewhere other than not saying anything. Yeah. Well, you know, that. can I just say, to circle back on that, is... Um, I crave myself for that, but the truth of the matter is, is there aren't a lot of truth tellers. They come far and few between. Well, you, you're afraid. 
that's what, right. I, that's what I was actually going to say. It's one thing to uh, receive criticism. It's an entire another thing to actually be willing to give it to somebody right. else. That's almost harder. And uh, what I find is you just, instead of either trying to accept or give criticism or, or be on either side of the fence, what I find is important is just to start the dialogue and sort of lead the horse to water, if you will. Yeah, you know, I agree. Just by conversing about it and sort of walking them through their own thought process that a lot of times most people don't want to hear you know, if somebody comes to you and says, I have a problem, a lot of times people don't want answers. They just want to they just want to have a problem and I want to complain. And I want they to want to verbally barf. Exactly. And so, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is where. Yeah. The important thing is to kind of lead them to their own solution. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Okay. So most of you are a little bit more subtle than I am. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Again, it knows your audience. <laughs> I, just want, I want to know how you get the sunshine where it's not supposed to be. How do, can you explain that? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, no, you look absolutely <laughs> Fabulous! Don't worry about it. It's only another seven pounds. <laughs> Is it the genes that make me look this way? Yeah. I don't think so. That's that's where you need a personal stylist. Yeah. Exactly. Their job is they get paid to they, be honest. To make sure that no matter what you're wearing, you look good. That's just the whole point of it. It's so funny. It's yeah. Anyway, well, thanks, guys. It was one of those topics I wanted to put out there because I think it's food for thought. I think we want to start saying. One of the things I really want to do on the show is start saying those things and bringing out those things to, to create the conversation again, to revisit the, the, the thought process that, you know, the the status quo is needs to be broken on a lot of different things. I mean, hence that's why Socially Savvy was created. You know, uh, people don't know how to communicate anymore. I mean, they can't even hardly do eye contact. My favorite thing is when I'm talking to people and they go, well, what's this whole show about? Well, you know, I get tired of people... Trying to, I'm trying to communicate with them. They're doing the Stevie Wonder. Their heads going back and forth, and they can't look at me. <laughs> Looking at everything but me. I think it's really important to try to be the voices that step up and go. You know, maybe we need to do something different. Maybe we need not be the status quo. Yeah, status quo is kind of boring. I mean, uh, not to not to not to go to put any brands of bread out there, but if we're all if we're all walking around as Stay Puff. Bread, then we're all kind of like the same kind of yeah. vanilla ice cream, which vanilla ice cream is like my vanilla. favorite ice yeah. cream on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> However, on the on the other side, the bread's not. I think the number one thing about status quo for anybody and accountability is being accountable to yourself. Yeah. Number, uh, I read uh, Jack Canfield's book, uh, The Success Principles: How to Get from Where You Want to, from Where You Are to Where You Want to, to Where You Want to Be. Number one is be 100% accountable for yourself. Okay, Every I you got. love Bam. that. Just oh, my god! Get over gosh. people. Stop making excuses. You're 100% accountable for every decision you make, everything you say. Even if you screw up, that's okay, man. Baseball well, and players stop are the only whole in- 300. Yeah. Go ahead. Start, stop the whole entitlement thing. Yeah, entitlement. Own it. Baseball players, they bat 300, and they're getting paid 4 or $5 billion a year or whatever. You know, A-Rod, he's an exception, but they're batting 300%. So go ahead and make a fool out of yourself. Make some mistakes. But own up to them. Yeah, Deal. No, I love that. Thank you. I absolutely adore that. And and it's funny. My family members know me that I usually am very very cautious about what I do and say because I grew up in a way that I. It's not that I don't want to be wrong. It's very difficult for me to be wrong. So my little walls protect me, and I'm very careful about what I say. So I try not to be wrong very often. So then when I am wrong. Oh, fasten up. Wow. Okay. Talk about pulling some eye teeth. Let's just have a root canal. I bet they really call you on it, too, when you're wrong. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. And there's a few of them standing in the room here. I'm surprised <laughs> they're not clapping and shouting. I've actually said this on air. Anyway. Okay. So we are going to be moving on to the um, socially acceptable and unacceptable, which is brought to you by Kind Bars, delicious, healthy, and gluten-free snack bars. 
Okay, socially acceptable. Uh, well, we were just kind of talking about it, to maintain eye contact. Um, apparently, it's come up a lot, and uh, we are, like, uh, I guess as you have on here, we're not dogs staring at each other down for dominance, um, but you realize that if you're looking at someone, you know they're interested. Um, like you said, not doing the Stevie Wonder kind of thing. <laughs> I love that one. I'm sorry, you guys. That's my favorite. That's, that's, that's actually a good way to put it. You don't have to sit there and stare somebody in the eye the whole time, but you make some eye contact. And, you know, I was I was always raised, um, the initial eye contact comes from the handshake. Handshake, stare oh, yeah. in the eyes. You know, that way, because personally, if I, somebody shakes my hand and kind of looks off and gives me a weak handshake, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're already questioning them. You know, their, their kind of per, their their credibility, I guess. Yeah. No, I I agree, that, and that's why I brought it up is because it's maintaining eye contact with the social media and with the the younger generations that's coming up. It is really hard for them to look you in the eye, and and even twenty six, forty year olds, it's really hard for them to maintain a conversation without either being intimidated or make. Well, what are you looking at? Well, I'm talking to you. <laughs> what am I supposed to be looking at? Put the phone down. <laughs> oh, stop texting when I'm talking to you. If you if you've got to do something and you really feel like it's that important, excuse yourself. And this is the thing that I. You know, you talk about forgiveness. We have graces that allow us to do this all the time. I'm sorry. Can you give me just a minute? I'll be right back. Oh, pardon me. You know, what were you saying? I mean, we can we can pull ourselves out of a conversation and reinsert ourselves into a conversation very easily by asking permission and asking for forgiveness. Ask for grace. I mean, it's there. So, giving people the respect they deserve, especially for example, at the cash register when you're checking out. I never any time on the phone. If somebody's calling me, I hang up right away and say, you know what, I'm in the middle of something. You know, yeah. I'm connecting with somebody, regardless of who it is anywhere, but you, you owe them that respect and that opportunity to have a great connection. Yeah. So well, I, you know, I, I, I'm on the phone a lot with my, my job, and if I get a phone call while I'm talking to somebody, I'm, I'll glance at it just in case it is an important one. Usually turn it off. They can leave a message. That's what voicemail's for. Mm-hmm. I'll call them back when I'm done. Or if it's really important, I'll, excuse me, I really got to take this. I'll come back in a second. Yeah, indeed. I love it. Okay, so socially unacceptable. Interestingly enough, I did not have a pre-thought process for a socially unacceptable. It's not because something socially unacceptable did not happen in the last two weeks. It's because my weeks have just been cram-packed. So I thought I would put it out to you guys and see... If anything had happened to you that where you just went, oh my gosh, that was so socially unacceptable. I I can't believe they just did that. Okay, okay, Kim's going. This is fabulous. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But, you know, I think that it is socially unacceptable that when you are invited to an event, and I'm not just talking about Facebook. Everybody throws everything out on Facebook and, you know, know, invite your 900 friends, which, oh my gosh. Okay, that's their own deal. So I'm not really talking about that. But if you're invited to an event, I think it's appropriate and um, and right etiquette to RSVP. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ooh, we've got to talk to the audience. Yes, because we're. Yes, we are. Okay, the audience really likes this one. (laughs) Pardon me. Not two minutes before, right. Not two minutes before because you're party planning. You know, you have headcount, you have food, you're serving your guests. 
You want to know how, you know, the whole thing, it's just appropriate. Yeah. Well, and, and we've talked about RSVPing a little bit before. Oh, you? You know, so many people, no, but not from that particular aspect. Okay. One of the things we brought up with on um, on Facebook, people RSVP, yes, because they think that they're supporting and showing encouragement to get more people to show I up. See. When really it's very it's difficult to plan and organize and know how much to bring or know, you know, how to be prepared when, yes, we really appreciate the support, but if you mean maybe, please put maybe. If you mean no and you really can't make it, I'm okay with that. Tell me no. Right. So, no, I love that. Yes. Let your yes be yes and your no, no be no, no is well, what I say. My husband says, say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and P.S., if something comes up and you have to change your RSVP, and go ahead and do that. And that's okay, too. It that's happens okay. all it happens the time. happens all the time. Yeah. But you know how much respect you earn when you actually oh, yeah. do that. I changed Lovely. mine from maybe to attending today. Nice. We're glad you're <laughs> yes, here. Yes, we did. And I love it. I think our um, winemaker is now are going to tell us about our second on-air tasting. I can do that. That's pretty easy. Uh, this is actually a really fun wine. This is our 2010 Midsummer White. And this is a wine that is only available here at the winery. And uh, it's a wine that we've we started doing... Uh, this is the third vintage, uh, specifically for our concert series that we have here, which I know um, Eileen is going to be talking about shortly, so it's a good segue. It, the, the blend is very popular right now, both both white and red, and uh, you, there's a great sort of unlimited number of combinations that we have with the different varieties of wine that we make here that you know we, we really wanted to make a just a fun, summer, drinkable white blend, and uh, the last couple of years, this wine has been based on Chenin Blanc. Uh, 2010 was a pretty cool vintage, in our, so this year we decided to base it on Viognier. So it's about 58% Viognier. That's why I like it. Yeah, <laughs> nice, some nice richness and some of those nice melon notes. And we layered on top of it uh, about 30% Gewurztraminer, a little bit of Muscat, and a little bit of Riesling. So uh, this wine is just fresh and fruity, white peaches, great floral character. It's got a little bit of residual sugar to balance out the acidity. Honestly, summer night, sitting out on the lawn, just, just a fantastic picnic wine. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a huge success for us. We sell it every year. Usually the people that show up to the last two or three concerts get bent out of shape because we're out of it. But uh, <laughs> we have to keep that demand strong. So, um, I hate yeah, to say it would be guzzling, but it's very thirst. It's very quenching. It, we like the word so quaff, quaffable. Quaffable, yeah. Quaffable. It's very quench. I'm like going, it's so juicy compared to the other one, which I really enjoyed the dry down of the other one. But this one, the other side, oh. A little, yeah, a little rounder, a little yeah, juicier, just a little more. Like that. You know, the, the dry reasoning is great, but it almost does need a little bit of food. Oh, there this you go. This would be my first appetite. bottle of the. This would be my first bottle of the night. So make sure I enjoyed it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Then, then yes, I start on exactly. the second one. Yes, and this one has a fabulous price point too at twenty dollars. It's it's a steal. It's a steal, and it's a fun wine. And you know, I mean, obviously every wine is slightly unique, uh, vintage to vintage. But this wine, the blend is different every single year. So, uh, you know, another one of the fun things is that every every year that you taste it, it's going to be a completely different wine. Love it, love it. And the other thing, um, what's it gonna? Oh, I was going to mention that uh, this one is available only here, correct? O- only at the winery, only at the and winery. typically only during uh, the concert season. So get Fabulous. a wine hand. So come in, even if you're not going to see a concert, come in and get the wine. You better, it tastes divine. <laughs> oh, she made it funny. I love it. It was a rhyme. <laughs> 
I'm so excited. I get to in- introduce Diane of Diana's Delights. She's got these fabulous confections in front of us. Um, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be indulging. We get to do an actual food tasting on the air, too. I love this. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's, this is a great, beautiful, the Chateau Chez Michel is just gorgeous, and I'm just great to be Glad to be a part of this event. Um, well, right in front of you, you have the fabulous cake balls. We have the chocolate um, cake ball with the inside is red velvet, and that's the chocolate with the red sprinkles. Delicious. And then we also have the lemon cake ball with a candied lemon rind on top of that. And then we have our strawberry dipped in really, really good, smooth white chocolate so good good summer yummy and they're pairing fabulously with this wine (laughs) let me just tell you oh no no we're just (laughs) just start chewing (laughs) (laughs) eat them before they leave that table because they're going to be gone real soon (laughs) well and what i like so much about these is um you know people are used to truffles and the cupcake thing and you know you have the cake thing but these are these fabulous bite sized. They're not so sweet that yeah. you're like, I mean, honestly, I'm, I was raised Greek, so I don't eat to live. <laughs> I live to eat. Of course, you know, I could sit down and I could probably scarf 12 of these, you know, one after another. But what I like is they're, they aren't, they're not too sweet. You can enjoy them and not feel like that gut ball. Feeling. Yeah. And it's something different. And, and this, the ones that we have Everyone's in front of you, <laughs> the ones that we have in front of you are mini size. We have a uh, regular size that's a, a, a three bite, so it's basically OMG. Oh yeah, no, it's delicious. <laughs> but I think this is perfect since we're we're tasting a bunch of different ones, and you know it's. A I perfect think these would be little, perfect for parties. Yeah, it's a perfect little bite. You don't feel like you're eating too much dessert. You don't feel like you're stuffing your face with a bunch of sweet stuff after you you know had a night of drinking wine and dinner and hors d'oeuvres, and it's just a perfect ending to a fun night. Well, and I have to say that if you're going to be hosting a party, a birthday party or um, a shower or something, and you're going to another venue and you're, or you're going to be outside, I would do these over a cake any day of the week because it's it's easy to handle. You know, you have more than one choice. Mm-hmm. I just think they're fabulous. I oh, love brides, them. Brides are, they're, they're steering away. You know, they like the classic wedding cake, the three-tier wedding cake, but they're steering away from that um, because it's, a lot of venues are having cutting fees. When you, you, when, oh my gosh! When okay, you cut the cake, you, that's so like socially two, unacceptable. Two dollars and fifty cents per slice of cake. Oh, give me the cut. knife! Give me the knife yeah, and get out of the exactly. way. Exactly. I mean, I have know, never heard rides, of this. Okay, some I'm sorry. Are like, all right, move over. You know, we'll have my aunt cut the cake. But now they'll just have a cake, like a six-inch cake, for them to cut themselves. Right, and then and pass. then have a dessert bar with different a different variety of desserts or they do cupcakes or they do cake balls. Oh my gosh. I mean cookies, anything, you name it. Love this much better. A two fifty cutting fee, please. Is this really just cake inside or is it some sort of <laughs> it is ooey gooey the most delicious Yummy. cake? I, if that's just cake. And they look beautiful too. Something is something is amazing here. Right? Okay, is, I'm, it, is it? I really like the chocolate, but the lemon. Hello. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's and strawberry. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just can't eat one. No, it's a mix of um, in the ones that you have in front of you. It's a mix of the cake and the different buttercream. So with the strawberry, I have strawberry buttercream mixed with it. Um, the red velvet is the cream cheese frosting because that's usually what goes with red velvet, and then the lemon. 
is a lemon buttercream. Oh, so you're like mixing the frosting oh, flavor in the with the cake. Oh, you mix the frosting, and that's what gets it the dense and the moist. That's what's kicking my touch. I'm oh, loving that. Oh, so good. And we have a wedding cake cake ball that it has coconut and chopped pecans in it. Oh, my gosh. So it gives you a yummy texture along with the smoothness of the cake ball. So. All of our listeners who are here, you guys all have to go <laughs> over and try it. At least one of every. They are way too good. And we're all sitting here eating, and then the show's going to come to a pause because none of us want to stop eating. That's wrong on so many levels. I don't I don't think you can go wrong with these cake balls and, and the wine that we're talking about. I'm kind of a... A romantic guy, and I think that the uh, thinking, putting or pairing all of this together, the first Riesling, the it, I'm about I'm about the experience and the Riesling mm-hmm. that I had, the experience and the holding yourself accountable for the experience of with your partner, <laughs> talking about tying all this together. I like with that. The, uh, the, uh, what, uh, the everybody's savviness or whatever we are here. <laughs> The the first wine I can see out there on your front yard with a nice picnic table and wow. bring on you bring a couple of pieces of these cake balls. Just have yourself a great time. I'm also a motorcycle rider, so I see I see the second wine that you're describing here. Let's go out for a, a hundred mile ride and then come back and enjoy this nice glass of wine, and then be accountable for yourself. Make sure you drink after you return. <laughs> <laughs> I've often thought of this wine as a as a biker's wine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Real hardcore, kind of Hell's Angel style wine, you know. Oh, it's a Honda. Oh. It's a Honda. Yeah. More of a Goldwing style wine. Yeah. Put in that side compartment. I'm a yeah. little, I'm a little more classy of a guy. I'm wondering how well your cake balls go with a can of PBR. <laughs> bring, bring it, bring it. We'll pop it and try it. Actually, I, I have found one of the best things that goes with beer. Oh, sorry, one of the best things that goes with beer is uh, is donut holes. So I wouldn't think this would be too big of a stretch. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Okay, we digress so just <laughs> grossly. Oh yeah. And so I mean, I also do want to to kind of plug. I do make red wine cake balls, Malbec oh chocolate my gosh. cake balls. I was in uh, Taste Washington a couple of months ago, and yeah. we made. That's where we met. We yeah, we did meet there. We made um, a chocolate Malbec cake ball, and it was gosh, we're stinking delicious. <laughs> I mean, it was. They weren't just delicious, they were stinking. They're so good. And so we're also going to be at a... (laughs) So we're also going to be at Kirkland and Court this weekend, Um, Friday and Saturday. We're going to have a table there. We're going to be there for... I know, I'm excited. I'm going to come back through and try to... it's going to be delicious. So we're going to have our summer flavors. We're going to have the lemon cake ball, the strawberry cake ball, and a vanilla bean cake ball. And we'll be there in the tasting garden. So anybody Yay. who wants to come on down, come down to the Kirkland Marina and check us out and drink some yummy, fabulous wine. And eat some yummy. Oh, and eat some cake balls. Yes. <laughs> He's all pushing the wine. I love it. It's like, I, think, I want to throw no. your own stuff in there for a second. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go, we're, we got to go to the important stuff. But no, I'm sorry. Your cake balls are delicious. I'm really looking forward to trying. I didn't get a chance to try the wine one, so I will definitely be looking at trying those in the future. Oh, you the the back conversation on this. I absolutely love it. It's like I'm gonna get this home to my wife. I've got to get this to my girlfriend. She's 300 pounds in two days. <laughs> We're so addicted to our flavors, aren't we? It's not the jeans. It's the cake balls. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. Well, I'm going to introduce our um, up to more of our guests, Britt and Martin of Vinisus Jewelers. They're a local handcrafted estate style jewelry that I personally happen to adore. Um had the luxury of meeting them at one of Gunnar Nordstrom's events, and they are here with us to tell um, tell us what inspired them to start this uh, fabulous jewelry. I mean, 
I, I don't even know what to one I do want to say one thing about your jewelry that shocked me is typically when you get what I consider real jewelry, gold and silver, it's heavy. And um, my husband and the boys got me a pair of earrings for Mother's Day, and they were like feather light. Could not believe it. So, okay, now I that I've got that. care about your earlobe. Oh, she's so <laughs> So tell us a little bit about, so what does Venusus mean first? We Well, Venosus is Venosus, first, okay, I botched that badly. No worries. Okay, I'll own that one. To each their own. You can pronounce it however you like. We say Venosus. And okay. it's a Latin word, it's a very important word, and it means to be fond of wine. Hello. Fitting place to be today. Yes. <laughs> and Marty and I started our business out of the desire, well, first of all, we fell in love, and then we decided to do something together. We were crazy enough to say, let's start our own business. And uh, we were thinking about all the things that we could do when we first got together, and making jewelry kept coming up as a viable option because Marty is the jeweler out of the two of us. I, as the word was used earlier, stink at jewelry, but not in a good way. <laughs> at making jewelry. I'm gonna, you know, you don't stink at jewelry. You, you are fabulous at wearing the I'm jewelry. I'm fabulous at wearing it, and she I'm fabulous at helping you find what best suits you. But don't put me in the uh, workshop, no. <laughs> So we decided that uh, jewelry was going to be what we were going to do after a lot of deliberation of other options, and uh, I certainly said I can wear it, and Marty said he knows how to make it, so off we went. We say we dove feet first into our business, because we did it out of love and passion for changing our lives and not working for the so-called man. We work for ourselves now, and uh, it's been a crazy journey. So, uh, Martin, your part? You just have to talk really close, hon. Oh, he's not got his mic on. Turn it up. Now I'm here. Excellent. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. The the idea behind Venosis Jewelry, I mean, the name came out of we were celebrating opening up the business and trying to figure out the name of our company. So we were we were sharing a bottle of wine, and Brit Simone being the marketing sleuth that she is, the the marketing diva for Venosis, she came she was searching the internet for the for the the name that kind of best suited us. She she searched for a while on Latin dictionaries, French dictionaries, Spanish dictionaries, and came up with Venosis. And I thought it'd be appro- it's clearly appropriate to, for uh, tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was venue. it was destiny. It was it was <laughs> it certainly is a savvy coincidence that we're here. Oh, the idea I behind the, the the idea behind our jewelry was there's a, a there's a number of purposes, and the purpose behind making the light jewelry is certainly we care about your earlobes and you hear the horror stories of, or you see the horror stories of earlobes that are long and need surgery. And we kind of, we we certainly didn't want to have to contribute to that. So we made our earrings very light and light weight for your ears. We also wanted to make them, the jewelry is very contemporary in style and in, it's also got a, a, a large, Classic. I was going to say it has a very classic. Um, I would say that it has a, a longevity in its look. This, the jewelry that, that we make here, and I have to say, it's been com- the style that I've, the con- craftsmanship has been compared to Tiffany's style jewelry, and I've had. I that, would agree. I, I take that from a, as a high compliment from several of our gallery owners that are very complimentive. And, and architecturally we, elegant is another description we often hear too. Yeah, architecturally Ooh, elegant I like that. and very affordable for American-made jewelry. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we I know it. we've seen now. I've seen you guys work a lot with silver, um, but I'm understanding that you also play with some gold. Are you going to be playing with some gold in the future? Yeah, absolutely. We have gold mixed metals in our current okay. line of jewelry right now. We're at silver and gold mixed with 14 and 18 karat gold. 
where we'll have silver as the mainstay and have gold accents with semi-precious stones and precious stones and sapphires and diamonds. Oh, love sapphires. Yeah, we have, yeah and, you know, we have a few pieces that are exclusively 14 and 18 karat, and we'll be rolling out a line that's both mixed and solid 14 and 18 karat. Fabulous. I look forward to it. Plus, we do offer a lot of custom work as well, which is not everybody knows that when they see us because they see everything that we make. But once we get a little bit of communication going on and they start talking about what they've got hidden away in their safe and we say, well, we can do something with that, you know. See, now, and that's one of the things that I think is really cool is a lot of people have jewelry pieces that have either fallen apart, that they were grandparents, or they just they don't relate to them. So to be able to bring something like that to you and be able to create a piece that they can carry forward as a legacy, I think is fabulous. It, ha- it is. It's, it's certainly quite a joy to have people bring in a gem that they've had tucked away or an old ring or a pendant and they want to turn into something new. And uh, the face-to-face connection there of being able to meet with them and find out what their passion is and how they want to transform that with talking to Marty about the design, then he just whips out a pad and starts wow. drawing right there in front of them with the gem on the paper, and it all starts oh. to form. Okay, then, we are so talking later. <laughs> break out, break out, open the safe up, ladies. Come oh, on over. Oh break out those stones, bring them on down, and we'll make something for you. Well, I mean, as a little girl, there was just something I always dreamed of having, being able to have a couple of legacy pieces made. And I have three boys, so, you know, as I got, once I had boys, I realized it was not going to daughters, but, you know, they'll eventually get married and have granddaughters and, mm-hmm. and the Memories. whole like, Man rings. We can do man rings. We can too. do man rings. Yeah. We do some rock and man rings. <laughs> I, was, I, I can imagine. Rock and, man rings. <laughs> and I have to say, there's, uh, we'll we'll meet with you anywhere. We live down in Tacoma, but we're up in in Bellevue all the time. and Seattle all the time. And uh, for example, we have a monthly event that we do at the Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, and it's a happy hour with Anosis Jewelry. So not I only do that. you get That's to come. Where we met. Yeah, imagine me meeting somebody at a happy hour. Yeah, yeah. That, imagine that. With wine, so it was so fitting. So it you was. get to come for happy hour, and we actually do a lot of custom work designing there where people can come in and meet with us right there in the gallery, enjoy oh, awesome. Gunner's Gallery and his art and our jewelry, enjoy some wine, and create some new art. That is awesome. Well, I'm so glad you guys got a chance to be here with us and they've got their jewelry here so if you're still in the area you've got to pop in here and check the stuff out it's absolutely gorgeous well, thank, thank you for having us, having us. You yeah. bet. Absolutely. okay we are very excited to move on to the third and uh, sadly final wine tasting <laughs> of the night um, and our um, assistant wine maker is going to tell us about it happy to this is our, uh, our 2008 Canoe Ridge single vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon and Canoe Ridge is, is one of our three main estate vineyards. Uh, it's a vineyard that lies right along the Columbia Valley River. It's a very sort of moderately climate vineyard. And the sort of the hallmark of these wines is that they tend to be very elegant and very delicate. Uh, Cabernet tends to have a sort of uh, ripe cherry, and, and especially with this vineyard, it tends to have a little bit of a, what we call dusty tannin. And it's got a very old-world appeal to it. Um, sort of that Washington State fruit, the bright cherries and, and even some uh, some plums and things like that. But it's it's mostly about this old-world sort of earthy dustiness. And it's a, it's a fantastic wine. It's one of my favorite cabs that we do here. Um, it is a great wine with food. You know, Cunha Ridge being a slightly cooler climate, again, the wines have great acidity. It's a great match with, with a lot of different dishes, marinara sauces, and, and even a, you know, a nice steak. Um, it tastes really good with a strawberry cake ball. 
I I'm and I'm not even trying to be funny yeah. about that. I saved my strawberry cake ball, which was amazing that I could not, you know, that I could actually sit there and look at it. But it does. I it I I'm speechless. I'm gonna try it with the chocolate one here as soon as I stop talking. Hmm. There you go. Absolutely yummy. And I've always been a cab fan. One of the things I w- I like to ask about them, especially cabs, they have the um, reputation of being able to sit for a while. How long do you think this one would be able to sit before you could pull it out and enjoy it? Well, if if you like older wines, I mean, this wine could certainly age for you know easily probably uh, ten to fifteen years. Um, you know, it's always a tough question to answer as a winemaker. How long should I lay this down? When's the appropriate age to drink it? Because a lot of it has so much to do with you know what style of wine do you like to drink personally? Do you like wines that are a little bit more fruit forward? Because then you know you probably shouldn't be laying your down wines for as long. You should drink them younger. Oh, uh, if you like okay. some of those earthy. Um, you know, a little bit, little bit less fruit, but real soft tannins, and just some of those secondary characteristics that develop as wines age. Then, then you should lay your wines down for longer. Um, you know, what we always suggest is, eh, go ahead, buy six bottles. You know, obviously, start there. Yeah, start and, small, uh, just six. And sort of taste them as you go along, every year, or every other year, until you can sort of, you know, decide how you like your wines. And, uh, but this wine, you know. The great thing about Washington State is our wines age because they have great tannins and great acidity, but also we tend to get very soft tannins, and our wines uh, tend to be very approachable at a young age. So for me, drink it now, drink it later. Either way, you're going to be pretty pretty satisfied. Wonderful. I really, I, like I said, I'm a big cab fan. So I could see this wine being a good, I mean, it's, it's a good introductory style of wine for people getting into reds. I, I, I mean, I, I'm more of a, you know, Pinot Noir, um, some really good red thins, but those have a lot of flavors that some people don't really like at first. Sure. sure. So yeah, this, this, one's this, real, wine, this one's really smooth and kind of and it finishes really well. Yeah. It's wonderful. And that's, that's a testament to the vineyard, I think, 100%. Love it. Well, I'm very excited to introduce Eileen, and I believe it's Votier. Butler. Okay, so that just goes. I botched yet another one. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, she's the director of guest services here at Chateau, and we're really excited because I have never been to a concert here. Wow. And I know a lot of people who haven't, so I thought it would be great for you to tell us a little bit about what the concert experience is here. What makes it so unique? Why? Why do people like sell? Half your stuff's already sold out. Well, that's true, and I think what makes it so unique is it's a very intimate amphitheater, mm-hmm. and you came onto our grounds today, and you can't help but be kind of blown away when you come onto oh, this property. Stunning. And when you bring a picnic on the lawn, and you're actually allowed to bring food in and buy a bottle of wine in the wine shop and sit down and relax and watch a concert, there's no other venue in the Northwest that's quite like this. It is so very here. unique. So tell us about a little bit about some of the ones that are coming up. I know, um, like I said, I know quite a few of them are sold out, but you had some really interesting ones that I'm surprised aren't sold out yet. Well, we're still selling tickets, and I think if it stops raining at some point in Seattle, we'll sell the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of our a little bit of a slowdown that we've had. But we do have a sold-out show this weekend, a Steve Miller Band um, in excess with Berlin still has tickets available, so that's on Sunday, if anyone's interested, we've got Sarah McLaughlin coming for two nights. Her first night is sold out. Her second night is about to sell out. So wow. I need to get those tickets quickly. Yes, and Sticks is sold out. 
Uh, Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers still has tickets available. Chris Isaac, Gypsy Kings, Peter Frampton, Amos Lee all still have tickets available. Wow. Uh, Huey Lewis and the News was is oh one of our very gosh. popular shows and has been sold out for quite a while. Oh, okay. You had to bring that up, right? I was like going, I'm going to buy tickets to that. What can I trade you? For I know. Can, can, can I sit in the balcony somewhere? <laughs> I'm a really tall guy. I don't need to be in the front anymore. <laughs> Uh, one of the more interesting shows, too, is Jeff Bridges, um, which you may have seen him sing in Crazy Heart, uh, the actor. And wow. uh, he also has a band, so he'll be performing out here live. So that's kind of unusual for us, and we're excited to have him out here. Wow. He's, this is his first tour ever. Oh, my gosh. So uh, kind of a little departure for him, Academy Award-winning actor, to be out performing like this. Uh, Chris Bode does a lot of smooth jazz, great uh, trumpeter that uh, people are very excited about over Labor Day. And Pink Martini, a band out of Portland that we've had a number of times and always sells out and is very, very popular. Uh, we close our year with B-52s in the Human League. So that'll oh, be, they're always be, a fun that'll show, be awesome. too. And just a very few tickets available for that one. So in other words, people, get your tickets quickly. <laughs> that's right. And then I forgot to mention John Prine with Annie DeFranco. So that's um, another one, too. So awesome. we try and have a nice range of music and musicians to appeal to all of our clientele, just like everybody might have a favorite wine, you might have a favorite musician. So we're kind of really wanting to have a lot of diversity in our series. Very eclectic. I like now, it. For the seating, is it first come, first serve, or do you section off the grass area? So We, we have a 1,000 reserve seats, so those are in chairs uh, okay. up front. And then the 3,300 lawn is first come, first serve. Wow. So people do come out, out here early in the morning, they bring a book and some snacks, and, and they wait in they line, go. and we open the doors two hours prior to the show starting. Wow. Amazing. Well, I have to say, it's been a pleasure being here. You have an amazing facility. Fabulous wine. Thank you. Fabulous winemaker. <laughs> and the other thing I really like is the staff. Everybody's been very friendly and accommodating, and that's not always the case with wine, especially when you're an established winery. I think some people are kind of cautious because they're like, oh, you know, they maybe they'll be a little stuffy, but you guys mm -hmm. aren't. It's fabulous. Well, we always have had a philosophy. We're welcoming you, welcoming you into our home. So we want you to feel comfortable and feel, feel free to ask questions and taste different things. And we learn as much from our customers as I think they learn from us. So we really enjoy bringing people out to the Chateau and, and having wine experiences. Yes, wonderful. And may I just add a little plug for you, too? And that's exactly what I was going to say. Those concerts are an absolute experience. It's fun. It's not just a concert. You're coming out. You're getting tan, even me with my brown golden skin. <laughs> you're getting tan. Rub it you've in. got your friends. Everybody's dancing. They're drinking. Very hospitable. It's just a complete experience and a delight. So thank you. Keep it. going. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, we you're really welcome. Appreciate it. This is our 28th year. So oh my remarkable gosh. that uh, we've been doing it this long, but we love it. Thank well, you. And we'll have your link up on our Facebook so our listeners know where to find everything, too. Oh, great. Thanks. Everybody's liking them. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to bounce here through the last couple of minutes with what went on last week, brought to you by Pop Chips, Never Fried, Never Baked, Think Popped. It was an amazing 4th of July and fun for all. Since we didn't broadcast on the 4th, we had a lot of things to little kind of touch base on. Um, some of our listeners had the benefit of getting X-Factor tickets when they came to town to do live audition shows, giving the Seattleites an opportunity to be the, uh, in the audience for the shows. <clears throat> Um, I personally got to attend with a few of our listeners, and uh, Socially Savvy got tickets that were on the floor seating. So if you were at the show, you will be in the films when they scan the audience. So it was very fun. Um, 
the hosts were very cool. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, went to Prosser for a quick getaway and went to Gamache Vintners and Maison Bleu. Tasting rooms, I would highly recommend hitting the road and doing a road trip to Prosser or one of the other wine countries over there. A lot of fun to do for a one-on-one. Um, I'm going to bounce right into events that are up and coming and do our sponsor thank yous real quick here because we may run out of time and we can finish for the after show. But um, for all of our Socially Savvy fans, be sure to like us on our Facebook page and to be entered into the drawings for prizes from our secret sponsors. Um, Our sponsors today, of course, were Chateau Saint-Michel, Diana's Delights, Clarisonic, Daniel's Broiler Bellevue, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, Golaza Energy Drinks, Sweet Talk Wipes, Zip Fizz, Candy Eyelash Boutique, and um, Cascade Ice and Fuse. And on the after show, we're going to be giving away prizes um, to some of the people who showed up. So, you know, if you're just listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) To move forward with what is coming up, we have um, Thursday... Uh, this Thursday at Bellevue Nordstrom's, if you've ever wished you could have your makeup done, they're having um, one of the artists who does Kim Kardashian and Electra Carmen's makeup coming in. Um, she'll be there for three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We have the Twisted Cork Summer Party going on Friday the 15th from 9 to 1 a.m. and Apex Sellers with Unplugged July 16th. And anybody who knows where Apex is, one of the, the Woodenville um, wineries over there. And now that we've officially gone off air, and now everything after is going to be the after podcast, I can slow it down a little bit. <laughs> like super fast, you know, speed through it. Um, I wanted to go back and talk a little bit, uh, because we have such a broad range of people here, about going and doing the wine tastings and some of the places that you've been and what you found your best wine tasting experiences have been. Um, typically, I like to go and hit no more than about three because I feel like you kind of obviously lose it after that. But it's always fun to go with a group of girls or a group of couples. I don't know. What has you guys' experience been when you've done gone and done wine tasting? Do you like to do it alone? Do you like to do it with friends? Do you remember the name of that place we went to in Napa? We went up on the ridge. We had a date with, it was Marty and I and, and a couple of our friends, so it was just the four of us, and you had to make a reservation, and we went up to the top of a ridge, you'll have to remember the name of the, the vineyard, it was amazing, and it was just the four of us. And Amazing. Oh. Just, very social, yeah. And we were sitting under a gorgeous tree on the top of a hillside overlooking all of the oh, I love that. hillside of grapes, and it was just... A special romantic time with our so friends. So you went to the actual vineyards. Yes, I oh, love yeah, that. Yeah, we were we were up in the hills on the top of, on the top in between Sonoma and Napa Valley. We were right at the top. We were. And it was a small place, so yeah. you, that's why you had to make an appointment so that they would actually know that you were coming. Yeah. Because otherwise, they were working on putting the barrels and they were working on making yeah, the wine. They were doing everything. Right. Yeah. And it was small, so we got to meet their dogs and their kids running around. <laughs> oh, I love that. On their swing sets, and we were at the at their the luxurious. Uh, patio right at the top of their mo- at the highest peak of wow. their of their location and it is about the experience and it's about about hanging out with your friends while you're enjoying a glass of wine. I think if you're enjoying a glass of wine you might be you, by yourself you might be going and I would be going there to think about getting gifts for people however yeah. when we were there it's it's the experience when you're with a group of friends and that's that's what we're about is the experience. That's what I would think too because I went and shot um, Washington Wine Country some of their winemakers dinners and galas and I had the luxury of um, going to Gilbert Cellars which has the cave and talk about an experience. I mean you were sitting in it was the cave was literally had wine barrels down both sides and this long dinner table you know with candles and you it was 
amazing. And you're sitting with strangers, but by the time you were done drinking seven bottles of wine, you were not strangers. <laughs> if, if I can give two brief tips on wine tasting. Love it, please. Uh, first off, I mean, when I drag my wife to, to wine tasting, if we go down to Oregon for the weekend or something like that, you know, we'll hit like you ten, have to drag her? ten tasting rooms in a day. Oh, you know, that, that, that would be dragging That's where the dragging while. happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my two tips are, if you're staying at a hotel or even if you're just, you know, doing it in Woodville and driving from home, start at the winery that's furthest away from where you plan on ending your day. Oh, good idea. So you can work your way back towards oh, you know, I like a, that. a closer drive. And second, spit. I'm sorry. I have. I know. I know. But I love the flavor. Well, what was that word again? <laughs> every, every every tasting room has spit buckets, and they're there for a reason. And that way, you get it to taste as much wine as you want to. Yep. And you don't have to worry about having a designated driver. Nobody has to be the social pariah because they don't get to taste wine all day. Just you know. And and what you can do is start early, spit more, and as you, you know, later in the day, maybe you don't have to spit quite as much because you don't have as far to drink. Uh, as far well, to actually, drive. you make a really good point. If you are the designated driver, you don't have to be the social pariah. You can be the one spitting. There you go. I like that. I, I, I love wines, and I, I, but I've learned I usually only hit two to three wineries at a time, and my husband is always so gracious as to drive for me. You can also do it that way. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what about you, my dear? So, you know, there's that whole Woodenville Passport tour. Oh, yeah, which they did a fabulous job this year by allowing a lot of time to hit all of them. Is that right? Oh, I, yeah. I didn't, come, I didn't attend oh, it was this great. year, but I've attended twice. Once was the Santa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I've heard about that one. Oh, you know, so, again, it's all about the experience with me. So, you go with a bunch of people. You rent your rent limo. Your limo. <laughs> you do. You rent your limo. You go. You sit on Santa's lap, get pictures and all that. But um, So, we did that once in the in the spring and then once in the Oh, how fun. In the winter, and it makes for good times, good stories. Oh, yeah. What about you, Mr. Paps? Um, one of my... I've only done it a few times, but one of the best ones was uh, when I visited a friend in California, and we made our way from uh, kind of almost L.A. area down to San Diego and hit a winery on the way, and uh, took the tour, had a dinner, um, and that was that was a lot of fun. Wow, and, I, and love I, I love it when they pair it with food. Here. Oh, yeah, we got, we got to sit down. Only it was only like 30 bucks. Oh. And we tried like six different wines, and we got snacks to go with it, and went through the whole thing. It was about about forty five minutes plus the tour, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Wow, love wine, which is why we're sitting here. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're going to wrap up the show. I'm going to talk about the last couple of events that are coming up and some plan ahead events. Um, we have um, on. Tuesday, July 19th at Obadiah Salon. One of our co-hosts um, is Seattle Chick Chat, and Chick Chat is doing an event there. It is $32 to buy a ticket, and you get wine tasting. You get to taste um, a couple of different goodies. They've, I believe they've got one, two, three different wines, four different wines they're tasting. There's going to be champagne that you're tasting, and you get to pick an appointment where you can get a sugaring. Um, I love this word, blowouts, seriously. A hair consultant and bang trim, um, a hairstyling with tinsel or highlights. Um, you have to pay for, I think, the the tinsel that they put in your hair, but uh, it's, it's an option. And then um, they have Wink Lash Extensions going to be doing lash extensions as well. So it's a very fun little event. It's a great way to socialize, especially for women. And, um, you know, unless, of course, you're a guy and you're up for a sugaring, I'm I'm sure that would be interesting, too. I'm not going to judge. On my schedule. <laughs> 
I'm not going to judge. And then, of course, the second annual ZipFizz Golf Tournament on July 15th, which we're actually a sponsor for. We're very excited. They have done this now. This is our second year. It runs from 12 to 3, and all the proceeds go to benefit the Boys and Girls Clubs of King County. So the funds that they raise go to support all 13 of the different locations. Um, And I think a lot of people don't know just what they do. They're kind of like in – they do before and after school care, and they do – helping with homework and they have like they'll take them out and they'll work with them on sports and they actually have little league teams too if if you can't afford to get onto a little league team quote unquote these happen to be like pennies on the dollar that you can get into them for so they're great for supporting the community and and helping in a in a way that you know really kind of brings everybody together um, then lastly, for our plan ahead, we have um, the Kind Truck is going to be coming into Seattle area August uh, 18th through September 11th. And Kind Bars is one of our sponsors, and um, they do acts of kindness. So look on Facebook every month. This I think it's the first Tuesday. They announce their act of kindness, um, and it's to encourage people to reach out and, again, be part of your community. Thank the people around you for what they have done or what they, the services they provide um, for you, and uh, then you get to post about it, and it's it's amazing to read the little stories that come along with it because they're nationwide and, and they do an amazing job with it. Um, and that's it. So it was a pleasure having you guys on the show with us, and we look forward to seeing you out and about successful as always. Absolutely, it was a great time. Thanks for having us here. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Take Thank care, Albie. Sorry, I didn't know where you were. It's okay, don't cry. No, cry. It's okay, no, it's okay. Wait, don't cry, wait. Cry, don't cry, cry, don't cry. Give me permission to cry or not. I'll give you... uh,